What's going on, Bitten Harbor's, Bitten Harbor's finest, Kia? Really? <laughs> hey, uh, happy Sunday. <laughs> happy Sunday. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? You know what? I'm, you know, I'm doing well. Can't complain. That's good. Yeah. Oh, just in. Yeah, today's been pretty good. I mean, I just, just trying to start my day and to get ready for my week. Good work week. Yeah, no doubt. No mm-hmm. doubt. We were just waiting on um, Kyle. Yeah, oh. waiting on waiting on K Bug. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> waiting on K Bug to join the party. Mm-hmm. You know I'm what? I'm excited it's... today. I'm not. Yeah, excited. I'm excited too. Me too. <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting topic. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes, ma'am. But the crazy thing is, it, it should be something that's just, you know, like us, like we, like you were saying, um, it should just be a normal conversation. It should be something that we should have been had. But you, you know. know what? It's one of those things, and I use this word loosely. And excuse my raspy voice. I've been coughing on and off, but um, it's been taboo when you talk about it. it's just taboo, and people don't want to talk about it because. When you talk about it, a lot of other words come out. We'll get into it in a second, but I don't. I'm not afraid to talk about it. And I know. Um, I think I've saw a couple of topics in your Facebook form um, roll across. I think. Um, don't quote me. Yeah, I talk about it a lot. Yeah, so it's one of those things where you. <clears throat> I think people should be open because the more you bottle stuff in. That's when stuff gets really, mm-hmm. really tight and explode. And and I don't want to get into it before we get into it because, <laughs> man, I know I know I've, whew, I, I'll, I I'm transparent. I'm, I'm yeah, transparent me too. And I've dealt with some some stuff, and I'm glad I dealt with it. So, but we'll get into it in a minute, but. So how was the trip up to where you went, Indy? Yes, it was fun. Um, I'm one of my friends, um, a girl I went to high school with. Her birthday, her birthday is actually on Valentine's Day, so she okay. usually celebrated that weekend. And her birthday parties are always pretty nice. So you know, it's one of them things. It's like a family reunion slash class reunion, and um. It's just a lot of good adult fun. So it that's was nice. what's up. That's what I'm talking about. Adult fun. Yeah. And all the adults out there, I know a few parents out there, it's always good to step away and have some adult fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really fun. It was really nice. It was cold. <laughs> oh, yeah. You went up there. Yeah. The further north you go, most of the time you get cold. But you're from up there. So, yeah. so but yeah, you, um, yeah, but. I know you know how to stay warm, so that's good. That's good. <laughs> hey, Kyle. What is good? What is good? How are you both doing? We're doing, doing well. Doing well. Good, good, good. That's what's up. That's what's up. How was your weekends? How was everybody's weekend? Yeah, my weekend was cool. I relaxed. This good. good, my brother. How about you? Man, it, it's it's been cool, man. It's been cool. It's, it's quiet, chilling with the um with the dog right now. But yeah, are <laughs> oh, you chilling with the dog? The dog just giving you the look. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the look and sitting there looking like, okay, are you gonna say something? You gonna play with me? What you gonna do? <laughs> yes, indeed. But all all is well, man. All is well. That's good, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, we we here. We here. Yeah, we is. So, hey, um, you know what? It's one of those things where we just going to get right into it. So, <laughs> okay. That's what's so, up. So, so, we can get into this deep, deep, deep conversation, right? So, since Key is on the mic, we're going to do ladies first. And yes. K Boogie's on the mic. Yes. Hey. <laughs> I'm on the mic. I guess we know what time it is. Yes, sir. May not be grammatically correct, but we always gonna be in full effect. You know what? We gonna always rhyme because it's that time. It's that time for the OK podcast, the realest, the fearless. And you know what? We about to give it to you real, raw, and unscripted. 
three dope individuals giving something that you never heard before. You know what? Just having a good conversation, giving the people what they want. You know what? Sometimes you don't get what you want when you want it, but when the OK Podcast comes on, you get it right on time. Today is going to be something that you definitely need to hear. So grab your people, get your friends, get your pencils and your pads, and you're about to get it. Please pay attention because we're just going to give you what you want. So what you say, people, let's get into K, Kia, and K, let's get into it. Yes, indeed. Woo! Well, that you was- know, today, I guess we're going to just kind of discuss what shouldn't be taboo, but it is taboo. Yes, ma'am. Um, just Black people normalizing mental health. Um, as you like, as I said in the last episode, I'm very, very passionate about it. And, um, and more so, it's just more, I just like for people to feel comfortable with talking about it because mental health is is real and there's so many different types of mental health. You know, everybody doesn't have the same. So um, I just think we have to start having these uncomfortable conversations just like the one we're having, we're going to have today um, just to make people more aware and probably be more sensitive or more empathetic to other people. Um, like for me, it's a normal conversation in my household. My right. kids, we can talk about our feelings. Um, she's not being disrespectful if she tells me she don't like how I made her feel. Um, so I didn't have that growing up. So I always want my kids to, my thing is I always want my kids to be better than me. Mm. So, um, Sometimes, like when me and Kennedy be my, my daughter, old my baby girl name is Kennedy. So we be having our conversations, you know, instead of me asking how her day was, I always ask her how she's feeling, feeling, because we don't talk about that. We don't talk about our feelings. And we always feel like with kids, what goes in the house stays in the house. What I say goes, you know, stuff like that. That's kind of how I was raised. But um, I don't know. I just want my I just want my kids to just be more aware of their feelings because that to me, once you're aware of your feelings, I think that helps address mental health issues. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. That's what's up. Okay. Oof, boy. Yeah, this is tough. Um, this is. Um, <laughs> want me to go, K Book? You got it. You. Um, yeah, you go ahead first because um, this hits close to home. But yeah, okay, okay, okay. I, I, I felt, I felt, I felt the, the, the energy, bro. So I said, let me go ahead and take a little hand off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit some numbers if I could, um, because I'm, I'm, I'm big on numbers. I was looking up, and I'm just gonna touch upon this word that Kia, um, Kia and I were talking about earlier that it shouldn't be taboo, but and I'm going to address the black community, even though I don't want to talk about mental health specifically about black community, but I will. You know, I know I just went around a whole bunch of nothing and came back to it because in the black community, it seems to be a huge disparity when you talk about mental health. To give some numbers in comparison, I'm about 25% of black people seek mental health care compared to 40% white counterparts. That's a big number. And there are big barriers that really prevent um, African Americans from seeking mental health today in 2022. The number one barrier, what do you think it is? Anyone want to take a guess? I'm glad you asked. Go ahead, Kia. What do you think it is? Sure. The number one barrier? Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's okay. That's okay. I got you, sister. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> High cost. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Wow. That makes sense. That makes sense. The number one is high cost. Mm-hmm. The number two is the one that I thought would be number one. The family shame. Mm-hmm. The family shame around mental health. Because in, in the community, we think being associated with mental health, oh, that's you're crazy. That's being put in the crazy mm-hmm. house, you know. And then, all, and then of course, the number three is the cultural stigma around it. So there are ten, there are ten top, and I won't get into all ten right now. But we think about the high cost, um, and of course, that's a barrier. You think about then the family shame, 
and then the cultural stigma that's gone back and it's rooted all the way back. I think I think it goes all the way back to right around post-slavery days. So you think about those things that that are preventing people. I think it's important for us to seek to seek help when needed, when recognized. And also when we see issues going on with our family, with our friends, mm-hmm. don't turn a blind eye. I think a lot of us like to ignore. There's another word I hate to use, but a lot of us choose to use. We ignore the signs. If you see it and if you ignore it, you're an accomplice. Just like if you witness a murder and you don't report it, what are you? You're an accomplice to a murder. If you see something and you, if you don't address it or if you don't help, you're an accomplice. You're an enabler. And you're just as guilty of not helping that person. So be a family member. Be a true friend. Help that person out. I don't care. I got friends. If I see something going on, I'm going to let them know, look, man, what's going on? I see these signs. I had to address this with... All right, I'm just going to put it out there. I had to address this with a very close family member. I addressed it. This family member cursed me out. I'm not going to lie to you. Cursed me straight out. How dare you? You're saying that I'm crazy. No, I love you and I care about you. This is why I'm asking you. Do you want to go? I'll go with you. It didn't happen, but I addressed it. I put the ball in their court, but I still addressed it. I think we need to stop ignoring and turning those blind eyes. It's funny that you that you said that, because um, me and my daughter we had a, we was having a conversation yesterday, and it's it's just yesterday was in the car driving when we have our little conversations, and I don't know how we got to talking about feelings, but we got to talking about that, and so she was telling me about her best friend and how they do check ins, and I was like mm-hmm. check ins. She was like, yeah. She was like, you know, sometimes me and her we check in, we. You know, I try to figure out, like, how am I doing as a friend and what can I do better and stuff like that. And I was like, really? (laughs) She was like, yeah. She was like, because, you know, she struggles with expressing her feelings. Her best friend does. And um, I know she has issues going on at the house, whatever. And she doesn't talk about her feelings. And um, my baby was like, "Um, I know sometimes she gets emotional. She don't want to really talk about it until she breaks. And she was telling me, like, I guess one time they had a situation and my baby must have hurt her feelings and she didn't say anything about it. So I guess during that check in time, you know, she basically she told her she's like, well, you did X, Y and Z. That kind of hurt my feelings. And so they kind of like talked it out. Like she told me they talked it out. I'm like, as a 44 year old, I need to check in with my friends. (laughs) That's real talk. (laughs) I I love it. I love it. (laughs) She checks in because, and you know, and she was like, I try to, and then also we said, me and my baby, it's it's natural. Saying I love you, giving each other hugs, that's just natural to us. It's it's natural for us to say I love you. And her friend is not used to that because last time my daughter, she always, I love you when they hang up the phone. I love you. Or she'll text her, I love you. And she was like, She's starting to get used to it. And I was like, um, I said, Kenny, I said, I didn't even realize you really pay attention to some of the stuff that I tell you. She was like, yeah, she was like, they don't have, they don't have, she doesn't have the option to talk about feelings in the house because her parents looked at it being disrespectful. So she holds a lot of stuff in. And so they do check-ins with each other to see how she's doing as a friend to see what's going on in her life that she really needs to open up. And I thought that was good because, like I said, as an adult, I don't even do that. <laughs> I check in with my friends. So I think that we should, great. you know, because like you say, we don't, when we don't address it, we, we can see our friend going through some stuff and we may not really address it, but it's like we're not really helping them when we try to ignore it. So mm-hmm. it's good that, you know, like I said, I thought that was a great thing. I'm like, at 16, you check in with your friends about how you being as a friend. I thought that was, you know... <laughs> That, that is different. excellent. I am. That is. That makes me smile. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good I was kind of proud of her about that. I said, okay, so she be paying attention when I be talking about talk about your feelings, <laughs> express yourself. You know, I said because when you don't, it leads to other stuff. It leads to the depression. It leads to the anxiety. Or if you're already dealing with depression or anxiety, sometimes it can make those symptoms or issues worse. You know what I'm saying? So, or sometimes it can be difficult for you to identify your triggers when you don't 
express how you really feel. So, right. so I think, yeah, just having the conversation, talking about it, people will, you know, I think they will realize like it's so simple or it'd be much easier to address it when you're comfortable with talking about it. Mm, yeah. Listen, I just actually just got, just listening to service this morning, they were talking about bridging the gap, the generational gap. And to hear that your daughter does that with the check-ins, that's something we can all learn and learn yep. to do with our um, with our uh, adult friends because mm -hmm. you just never know. And the reason why that touches home, I can just draw back to one um, situation that happened last year. There was a good friend of mine that I met through work and we used to communicate all the time. She was really cool. She had, you know, her, her and her family, they lived in Illinois and we were just really cool. We would always talk when I used to work for my former company. Then when I transitioned out of the former company, we still kept in contact. We would call each other, text each other, stay in contact, see how each other's families was doing and everything. And I remember I didn't hear from her for a period of time. And I was like, okay, well, so I hope all is well, you know, reached out and uh, called her, didn't hear anything back from her or anything. Then I found out through someone else that she passed away and she passed away. And it was a large gap of time that she passed mm -hmm. away, but it was because I wasn't, I didn't check in as frequently mm -hmm. to with her that I missed that. And it broke me. As soon as I heard it, I dropped the phone because I, I, I couldn't believe it. I said, I knew something was up, but I didn't know what. So that's why that mental check-in, that check-in is good because even now I've gotten better because even though me and O-Dub have known each other for years, when we, got, we, when we got together, we would talk to each other from time to time a lot on social media, but now... Mm -hmm. I can talk to him more and I talk to him more on a personal level mm -hmm. with reaching out to him. Just not just to say, yo, what we doing this week, but just it's also to check on him. Yo, mm -hmm. how are you, man? How's the fam doing? You know what I'm saying? And I got to do that. And I try to do that with my other friends as well. But it, now I have to be intentional and more intentional yeah. with him. He ain't lying. Yeah. He ain't lying. He does it. He does it. He's not lying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, this is, um, and what I was going to say before, um, when my brother O'Dub stepped in, it's like, this hits close to home because I deal with mental health. Right. And I did, it was, it wasn't diagnosed. I didn't go to a doctor and have it diagnosed, but I had a good friend, a good friend who, who deals with mental health and has struggled with mental health herself. But with talking to her, she started asking me some questions and going through things. And she deals with patients. So mm -hmm. she was able to start asking me certain questions. And I was like, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I feel this. Yeah, I feel this. Yeah, I'm dealing with this. And I was like, wow, I'm dealing with, I'm having some mental health issues. Mm -hmm. You know, too often when we were growing up, what did our family tell us to do? You better take it to God. Yeah. Take it to God. Pray about it. You better pray about it. <laughs> yeah. Let it go. There's nothing wrong with that. Yep. No, there's nothing wrong with praying about it and letting oh, it go. Nothing or at all. Giving it to God. Not at all. And that's this is not to say that God does not see you through. Mm -hmm. However, why do you think he allowed the profession of therapist to be made? That's true. That, that's why true. do you think he says that you they, they are brothers and sisters? There are brothers and sisters that will stick real, you know, that are close. Uh, there are people that will stick closer than your brother and sister. Yeah. There are people who are here and there are people here who will help help you. That's, I don't believe the therapist will be a profession if it was something to go against what God has already given us. So we got to stop religion, putting this religion and making religion the end all be all. And we have to understand that God has given us practical things within our lives mm -hmm. and things that are mm -hmm. there. See, people mm -hmm. move, remove the practicality and they always want to keep just religion mm -hmm. and keep all this is what it is. No, you have to understand the practical and the spiritual goes together and they work yep. together. Cohesive. Yep. Say that again. Say you know that again. Bro. The practical and the spiritual <laughs> works together cohesively. It works yes. cohesively together. So you have to understand, as I go to a therapist, which I meet with every month, I meet with my therapist every month, I feel that's an investment because mm -hmm. too often 
<laughs> if you, oh boy, people want to talk about being successful, but you don't want to make the investment in you. Yeah. You don't want to take the time to invest in you. So you don't want to take the time to invest in your mental health. You don't want to take and spend that money that it costs to meet with that therapist. Regardless of if it's a therapist who is touching and that is giving you what you need, why not pay for it? You will go yeah. out there and pay for a movie that you want to go see, your favorite yep. movie. You will go out yep. there and pay for a favorite pair of shoes or sneakers that you want or that bag that you've seen in the store. Yep. You go yep. pay for that outfit that's over and above. Mm-hmm. You will go pay for that, but you won't pay for something that will help improve you personally and help you develop and help you grow to be the best version of you. Why? Why don't why we invest in the wrong things and don't invest in ourselves? That's true. You are very you are spot on, as one of my former mentors say. Spot on, bro. And when we look at those mental health issues, people don't want to accept. I think it's an acceptance, man. Mm-hmm. We don't want to, we don't want to accept. And I think when we look at the list of mental health issues, it in the list, and I'm just looking at the list. This is a list I'm looking on online right now. Anxiety disorders, just mm-hmm. um, behavioral, um, bipolar, depression, disassociation, eating disorder, mm-hmm. obsessive compulsive, paranoia, um, PTSD, psychosis, schizophrenia. Um, and that's just a, a list that I'm looking online here. People don't want to admit because they don't want to accept that reality. It doesn't make you crazy. It doesn't make you as what, and I hate to use crazy, loony tune. I hate to use those words, but those are just labels people have put on. Mm-hmm. And I'm using my air quotes, but it just makes you human. Everybody goes through something. Mm-hmm. It was a point, um, I know K-Bug and I have talked about it in the shows. There's a point where I was going through these, I was angry. It was because mm-hmm. of the things that I was going through in childhood. I was really angry. Um, Kia, I don't know if you listened to episode, um, but I used to, just be angry. I used to want to fight all the time. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get into fights and I would just look for fights. I would go into dudes, just open hand slap them in front of the girls. I'm like, what? I know you probably really? know that about me. Yeah, I was that dude. <laughs> I, yeah. that I know, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I was that dude. And it's like, what? Um, Man, what, what, what? And that's just one of those things. And I was going to therapists, like, what's going on? It's like, I'm just angry. I was angry at a lot of things that happened to me in my childhood, my parents, and therapy brought that out of me. And I was like, I'm yeah. glad I'm not that dude anymore. So, mm, wow. wow. And see, yeah. for me, I mean, I'm, I'm diagnosed with anxiety, PTSD, and depression. Okay. And I see a therapist on the regular. Out of fact, I just saw her on, on Friday, virtual. Um, and a lot of people will be surprised. So they be like, oh, you look so happy. You be so, I mean, like, no. My therapist is what keeps me calm because I do have some days to where I just be crying. I don't know why I'm crying. Or I have some days to where I'm so worried about something might happen to my kids and they may leave before I do. You know what I'm saying? So I have those. Sometimes I have those irrational thoughts. And so a lot of times it, it can be me just crying. A lot of people don't, don't realize that, but I can be at home and just minding my business and I just have like a breakdown. So, but it took me, it was years ago, probably about 10 years ago when I started really addressing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I had a real, real bad breakdown. And so it's a lot of it was from my childhood. Well, all of it was from my childhood pretty much. And cause I was sexually abused. And I think for me, I realized once I started talking about it more, I started feeling better. And because it was just because I guess because I held it in for so long, something that happened to me from the age of six to about 10, I never talked about. And then I get about 34, 35, I start having all these irrational thoughts, breakdowns. I was I'm very, 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 very protective over my kids. They used to think I was just crazy. But now as I explain to them stuff that I've been through, they understand why I'm the way. They understand why they can't go over such and such house and spend a night. They understand mm-hmm. why mama don't really be letting people come over her house. They understand mm-hmm. all of that stuff mm-hmm. now. But mm-hmm. it, it took me, like I said, to have that breakdown. And, and I still struggle. Like I said, I still struggle with it at times. But 
I know how to acknowledge it. Like when I when I well, I catch my I know my triggers. I guess that's me. Mm. I know my triggers. Yeah, there you go. I love yeah. Yeah, I I know my triggers. So some things I can't watch. Like something that's too too like the situation with the R. Kelly when all that came out and they Mm. did a documentary, it took me a long time to watch that. I was like, no, I don't even want to set myself up for that because that's gonna break me. And then when I did watch it, I'm like, why did I watch it? It just it, it it completely messed me up for a couple of days. So I try wow. to avoid certain things like that. I try my best mm-hmm. to keep everything fun. and But I do know, like I said, talking about it, talking about it, talking about it has really, really helped me a lot. So that's why I'm so open and transparent about talking about it. Like, mm-hmm. Because me talking about it has actually helped other people. And like, well, I didn't even know this happened to you. Well, this happened to me. And we'll have these conversations. And then they started feeling better. I said, the more and more you talk about it, the more and more you'll realize it's not taking control of you. Because that's what mm-hmm. I felt like. It was like it was a control thing over me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm open and honest and talking about it. And when I started doing that, I started feeling a little bit better. Right. Well, <laughs> it's out. out. Oh, you okay, O-Dub? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I, I will give you an analogy. Just take a balloon and fill it with water. And if you mm-hmm. keep filling it with water, eventually what happens? explodes Mm -hmm. it's the same thing when we hold stuff inside Mm -hmm. of us if we keep allowing stuff and holding it inside of us holding inside of us then we eventually explode you're going to explode at some point in time you're not going to be able to contain and hold on to all of the stuff from your childhood to your adult to being an adult and experiencing what you're experiencing every day you are you you're going to explode i've had episodes where i've exploded Mm-hmm. Because I tried to keep holding stuff in, but you get said something that's so powerful, Tia. You said, "I now, as I'm talking about it, I feel better because you're releasing it. It's releasing, mm-hmm. and you're releasing it out of you. And then you're like, okay, so when I do see something that's similar to like the the the, the um a certain documentary or something that may try to trigger something, you could say, okay, I've talked about this. I know I'm past this now and it Mm -hmm. helps. And that's why we need to have conversations. I see these commercials all around now, especially like with sporting events. I saw a lot during the NFL season where they were just talking about just, you know, start the conversation, ask about, you know, ask if you are, are you okay? And, you know, they have these curse, they, they, they have these commercials talking about the awkward carvers, the awkward, excuse me, awkward conversation. It shouldn't be awkward because Mm -hmm. if we can have conversations about a plethora of things that is out here in this Mm -hmm. world, why is it an awkward conversation if I can just ask my brother or my sister, are you okay? Mm -hmm. Are you good? I try to switch it up when I talk to people and say, how are you doing? Yep. Yep. Not, Not what's good only, but how are you doing? Because I want to follow that up because you may not be doing well. Yeah. You may, you know, you may just need to release something. Yeah, that's true. That's that's very true. I think, like I said, it goes back. It's just really just making those uncomfortable conversations, making them comfortable, making it yeah. normal. Yeah. Um, just all of that because, um, just thinking like just as for men, you know, most men don't even talk about their feelings. They don't get into feelings. You don't see too many men tell another man, you know, bro, I love you. You don't, I'm starting to see that now, but you didn't really see that as much. And I think a lot of men, um, for me, I noticed they're not in tune with their feelings because they were never taught how to discuss or taught how to explain or taught Mm -hmm. how to articulate their feelings. Mm -hmm. So I think, and then when they become men, it's like, you be like, well, what's wrong? And they don't want to talk. They shut down because they don't know. Like, they really, really don't know. Like, sometimes with girls, when something happens to us, we get babied. Oh, you'll be okay. And they kiss it and whatever. But a little boy mm. is like, stand up, get up. You'll be, mm. don't do all that crying. Be quiet. You better, you, you better, mm. you better Listen, say it. And that's, yeah. hey, I'm about to, I'm about to, so go ahead. Go ahead, Cable. Because <laughs> I just sorry, stood up. Oh, I just stood up. No, go ahead, man. Go ahead. <laughs> Listen, Kia, it is so funny. Because I had a conversation with one of our good brothers, Antonio, from the um, the Gospel Truth No BS uh, mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. My brother, I remember one time I was having a conversation, and I was correct. I was talking to um, 
I was correcting uh, my youngest grandbaby, AJ. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, why are you talking to him? He said, you know, ask me a question. Why are you talking to him like that? I said, you know, because he, he need to get up. He need to not be a punk and whatever, whatever, whatever like that. He says, he said, would you do that to Faith? Mm-hmm. And I said, and it made me stop. I said, mm-hmm. wow. I said, no, I wouldn't. I would ask Faith. He said, you would ask her, are you okay? Is everything yep. okay? You would, you would, co- you would coddle her and you would, you know, be c- caring to her. So why mm-hmm. you can't do that with AJ? And yep. I was like, wow. I said, I said, okay. I said, you got it, bro. He made me think about that because I was so, it was so ingrained in me mm-hmm. growing up. You don't want to be no punk. What you crying right. for? What you crying for? Right. You crying have for? feelings. <laughs> yeah. You ain't supposed to have no feelings. And it's like, what? Mm-hmm. Now I tell my son, yo, you better cry. I said, yeah. you better release that. Let it go. Mm-hmm. I said, well, if you angry about something, talk about it. Let it go. I said, because if you hold on to it, it's going to be a problem. I yes. said, it's yeah. not, you're not a punk for crying. I said, please don't believe that lie. Don't believe that you're a punk for crying. I said, you're a punk if you don't cry. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Go ahead. Hey. Go ahead, old dub. Hey, man. And I know K-Boog and I talked a lot um, in the past. I think both of him and I have parallels raised in that school of hard knocks. Yes. Um, God gave us tear ducts for a reason. And I remember a point in my life, I was getting, well, I'm not even talking about when I was an adult getting in fights, when I was younger getting mm-hmm. in fights. Um, I remember one point I was getting in fights like almost every other day. But one day I came in the house mm-hmm. and I was in serious pain in my stomach. And I was in tears and I ran into the house and my grandmother, rest in peace. Love my grandmother. That's my boo. Rest in peace. She told me straight up, you better stop crying, not be a punk. Go back outside and fight. You better, mm. better fight. Now, <laughs> I had to go to the emergency room because I had giant lymph nodes in my stomach. It wasn't because I was being a punk. I was crying because I was in pain. She thought I was <laughs> avoiding the fight, but that's a whole nother story for another time. But we get told to stand up, don't cry, don't be a punk. My father told me once, if you beat your ass and you over here crying, mm-hmm. I'm going to whoop your ass. I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right. Suck those tears up. I'm going to go to another situation. My wedding day. Now y'all going to laugh. This is going to be fun. <laughs> My wife is coming down the aisle. The door is open. She's in her dress. Most beautiful thing I've seen. I start to tear up. Mm-hmm. My cousin T whispers, oh, he crying like a punk. I suck that tear right back into my eye. Wow. I suck it up. I suck it up. Like, man, I ain't going to cry. Man, I'm, I'm too, I'm too gangster. I think we, and I know it's funny. That right. part is funny, but right. we don't want to show our mood. If it's happy, cry. If you want right. to shed a tear, cry. Yeah. Your baby's being born, cry. Emotional mm. cry. If you're yes. angry, be angry. Yes. You know, if you need to be angry, angry. And I say all this. I know we're putting in a lot of things in context here. If you want to be sad, be sad. If you want to be happy, be happy. If you want to be bad, be mad. Emotions are there for a reason. We don't. Mm-hmm. We, we shouldn't hide our emotions just for the sake of what? What? What's the term I'm looking for? We want to fit into a social norm or social acceptance, yeah, yeah, yeah. or what it should be. Be yourself. Um, accept the emotions that you're exhibiting. Um, of course, show some cooth. If you don't want to curse someone out in the middle yeah. of public or Right. Sometimes we feel like it, or if you're at work, if you get that thank you for calling such and such, how am I helping you? And they cursing you out. No, you don't want to curse them out because you want to keep your job. But no. you want to make sure that you be true to yourself on uh, in those avenues because it does pay to not hold those things in. And yeah. and I know we're talking about it, and I'm going to get back to some of this conversation. There are a lot of there are a lot of resources out there. A lot of resources out there. Um, one of the first um, 
if you have a spouse, um, a friend, a pastor, um, a parent, a doctor, talk to them. If you don't have any of those, Google. There are a lot of free resources. Just type in free mental health support. Type those in and you get a lot of returns in your area. So I just want and people get on the Internet for Facebook more than I, well, I know I do. But utilize your resources. You'll be mm. surprised. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny that you said that when you talked about the different emotions, because there's one particular quote that I, I love. Because I love Jennifer Lewis, the the actress from Blackish. I, I love. Oh yeah, her. she's she's my baby, right? Yeah, there. I and, love you know, her. She, she has you know mental issues. I want to say it's bi- I think she's bipolar. I believe that's what it is. Okay. And so the quote that I that I actually, I um my kids are familiar with this as well. Um, it says, "Feel your feelings. If you're feeling hopeless, feel that. Whatever you're feeling, feel your feelings. Then move, because you'll carry the rage with you." And I always, I'm reminded by that. Like I have this, mm. that quote actually written down. And I'm always mm. like, you know, if I'm That's feeling deep. a certain way, it's okay to feel that way. Go right. ahead and feel it. Deal with it. Address right. the issues and then move right. on. Right. Just don't stay there. Right. So there you go. I keep that as a reminder for myself because sometimes we can get in down and out and then we're like, dog, you know, and then you're just going on and on. But it's like, no, address it, deal with it, and then just move on. Yeah. That's deep right there. I like that. Yeah, that is that is deep, and that and I love the the powerful piece of that is move on. Mm-hmm. Don't pitch a tent. Don't camp there. Don't stay there. You move on from that. And to go back to what we were talking about emotions and expressing those emotions, let me tell you the movie Rudy. Every time I watch that movie, mm-hmm. I am boo who crying. Mm-hmm. Because I love the story. Now, mind you, I've seen it plenty of times, but I love the story because of his resilience. He didn't give up on himself. Mm-hmm. He kept pressing mm-hmm. and he kept push, press, pushing through. He got so in. Host, and he, he got, got in. in. You know what I'm saying? Sorry. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is just, it's something that moves me every time I watch it. And I'm like, because I look at his story and I'm like, wow, he didn't give up on himself. Even when people didn't count him out, he still didn't give up on himself. So that, that resonates with me. And if something touches you, something that is moving you, something that's going on. And let me tell you something, brothers, if you have watched Toy Story 3, and if you tell me at that end part that you didn't cry, you lying. Man. Man. You're lying. Man. You're hey. lying. See why you had to go there. Why you had to go there? Preserve my gangster. Preserve my gangster. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to preserve that gangster. But let me tell you something. You better understand. Don't play because first of all, <laughs> listen. We'll go to there another time about gangsters. But all I'm saying is, man, if you have to express it, express it. Now I'm not telling you sitting here be. What I mean in the in the in the um, definition of a punk is that right. every little thing happens. You make it, oh, and you in your feelings, you're so overly sensitive and stuff like that. No, that's not what I'm talking about. There is a difference. I'm talking about if you're just expressing that joy of seeing him making that transition from boy to man, you should be able to talk. You should be able to feel that. There was a part that's also in Rocky Two. There's a part in Rocky Two, and anybody who hasn't seen Rocky Two by now, I'm sorry. Listen, spoiler alert again. It is something when he his wife finally wakes up from her coma. That and is the she most. Took, oh man! Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. As oh, a man. man who is married, to just have him. your wife say, yes. say that to you, just you feel him. like at that point he felt he could run through whatever, and he all right tickets. Listen, I'm getting emotional <laughs> right now because <laughs> that yes. speaks to you as a man yeah, when your yeah, woman man. speaks to you in that confidence. Just go win because I believe in you. Yeah. So what does yeah. that do for you? You running through every brick wall that comes your way because yeah. that's your woman speaking into you. So it does something. So that's why I'm like, if you, and, and I remember I told one of my brothers who never who hasn't who didn't see it, and shout out to R Major from the gospel, the gospel truth, <laughs> no BS. <laughs> he 
said he he finally watched it and i said yo it's going to be one part that if i said if you it doesn't touch you i said you don't have a soul and he called me back and he was like yeah i knew exactly what part you were talking about he said yes it touched me i said yeah because if any man watched that and it doesn't touch them i said yeah you don't have a soul something wrong with you (laughs) (laughs) something wrong with you there's just something wrong with you it's just something that does and i'm i feel it but yo uh, just one one thing to touch on. See, I remember I used to on social media, and I know the two of you because I interact with two, both of you a lot on social media. My I've changed because I remember I used to just like, 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 and I still like, like, like. But when it's something I love, I express it. I mm-hmm. say, yo, no, I love this. I love this this message or whatever. But mm-hmm. also, and then I've also start to say to a lot of people. Uh, because I remember before, well, don't tell her you love her because that's going to seem weird. Mm-hmm. Don't tell him you love him. That's going to be seem weird. They're going to think something's wrong with you. Now, I don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to tell people I love them because yeah. you may not have heard that. Yeah. So I tell Kia, yo, I love you. Yeah, yo, you when, sure and, do. And, and, and I love the fact when she, yo, when she puts it out there, she said, I just want to tell you I love you. I was like, look at this woman. I said, she ain't playing. Some people don't hear it. Like, yes, you know, they, they don't. don't. Hear it. Mm-hmm. People they don't, don't. Hear that. And it's and, and it's to me, I think that's weird. <laughs> you know, but you're right. <laughs> now that's weird because mm-hmm. it's something you should want. You should mm-hmm. hear at least. Um, come on, you should hear it at least once in your day. But yep. it's like a lot of people. They just say, well, no, I haven't heard that. No, someone hasn't told me they love me or this and that. So, hey, to be that person to tell them, yo, I love you. Yo, you, you're not doing nothing crazy by doing that. And that's not mm-hmm. weird. That's not strange. It's weird and strange when you don't express that I emotion. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. man, that's just it crazy. Be, it's cultural norms, though. Yes. It's, it's cultural norms. There you go. Because if you go, if you live in certain parts, certain countries in Europe, mm-hmm. what are some of the cultural norms? Getting kissed on each mm-hmm. side of the cheek. Yes, yes. yes. But you come over, you come over to the U.S. You, we don't do that. <laughs> no, <laughs> better not kiss me. <laughs> right, right. You right. you got cultural norms in the U.S. that like up north that you have that you don't have down south. Yeah. Um, the ma'am, the the ma'am and sir thing. Yes. It's not it's not as prevalent up north as it is down south. Yeah. Yep. That's so, what it isn't. so. Leaving your doors unlocked mm. down south <laughs> versus up north, mm-hmm. you got padlocks on top of padlocks on top of padlocks. <laughs> don't listen. Don't forget the chain lock. Don't forget the, the chain, chain locks, lock. man. Or the, or the, so, the, the front, the screen door is like a, oh, like a yes, yes. Oh yeah, man. So it, it's but yeah, that 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 is very valid points. That is oh, great yeah. stuff. And yeah. I think that's probably why um, my daughter, she she expresses that to her friend a lot because she says, she said, they don't say I love you in their house. And, I'm you know, so that's why she tells her that because she's like, she's not used to it. So, mm-hmm. like you said, as you start to hear it more, I think sometimes that changes how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. I feel like it will. As you start to hear, you know, people say I love you, it, it, you know, cause especially when you're not used to hearing it. But, yeah. you know, I just think it may change how you view yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely agree. Yes, definitely indeed. agree. I agree. I concur. I, I got another angle, another topic of mental health that I think we also need to address. And this one's going to be a little bit more, um, a little bit more spicy. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. ones that we deal with with our our celebrities. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we are quick to judge? the celebrities that have mental health issues. Absolutely. Do you think that, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm talking about like your Kanye's or your, or your Kanye's or your Antonio um, Brown. Tyrese. 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 Yeah. I was trying to think of, I was trying to, I got stuck on Kanye because his picture <laughs> right. was on my screen. Uh, and I'm not <laughs> trying to pick on Kanye, but it's like two, Two news stories popped up. I'm like, come on, y'all, get off Kanye. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a musical genius, but he's had some he's had some notable touches with mental mental health addresses. But Tyrese, um, Kanye, uh, Antonio Brown, um, mm-hmm. I think we are quick to judge and 
and throw them, maybe throw them away or talk bad or or put out a good meme. I, you know, I'm the king of steal your memes. Everybody knows this. <laughs> Everybody knows this. And I'll put out a good meme. And I do a lot of things for entertainment purposes only. Yes, I'm guilty of it, but I do it just for a quick laugh. But I have to be cognizant of, of some of the things that we do. But I think that we are quick to judge and we need to put these things in their right place. Because I think a lot of these individuals are are screaming out for help. Some of them are screaming out for attention. But I think a lot of these are screaming out for help. But see, it's funny that you mentioned the Kanye thing because that has been a hot topic. And and I haven't really commented a whole lot. I mean, a little bit here and there. And I think for me, where people have these different perspectives is that as a Black woman, we want our Black man to fight for us. We want our Black man to protect us. We want our Black man to show us that he loves us. So some people look at everything that he's doing as he's just fighting for his family. You know, he wants his family back. He wants this back. And I get that. But I always personally say, if you really want your family back, fix yourself. Because mm. he doesn't have mm. any boundaries. I think that's the kind of issue that, that's why I say it. he has some issues because it's like, I get it. You love your wife. You want her back. You, you're trying to do everything you can to win her back. You done bought a house across the street. You done sent her a whole bed of roses, you know, a truck full of roses. I get all of that. I I truly do. I think it's like, okay, he's really truly trying to fight for her. But if you love her, you're going to respect her and you're going to respect her boundaries. True. And if she's pushing back, pushing back and she doesn't want it, that doesn't give you the right to keep on trying because you love her. How about just fix yourself? Because as you fix Mm. yourself, if it's meant to be, that person's going to recognize it. And if they don't, that. at least you can be able to co-parent without being without it being stressful. So mm. I think for me with that Kanye thing, it's kind of touchy because it's like, I get it, but it's like you got to love her enough to respect her boundaries. That's it. You just I you think that to. needs to be an episode by itself, Keith. That was a, <laughs> that was saying a lot right there. Ooh, yeah, so I think some people kind of get that confused. They're like, well, there's nothing wrong with him. He just loves his wife. Yeah, but it's to the point to where he's not even understanding what boundaries are. That's a problem. Right, right, right. right. (laughs) And and it becomes an obsession. So that's what it is. That's the problem. That's why it seems scary. Because it's like, I get it. You want to fight for her. I I mean, I understand you do everything, but you got to respect people's boundaries. Yeah. You got to, you have to respect that. That's true. That's true. And you gotta, you gotta fix yourself. That's yeah. It. Just fix yourself. Little, that's how. Yeah. That's how I say. If you're trying to fix a relationship, fix yourself. Because I always say too, I don't want anybody to change for me or try to fix their stuff for me because it's only going to be temporary. You're only doing yes. it enough just to appease me. Yeah. You really, really oh, want to be goodness. better for yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially. You really want to be better. You're going to do it for yourself. Yeah. And that way it's going to be more of a long-term thing. So mm-hmm. I'll never want you to, I don't want anybody to ever change for me. I want you to change because you want to be a better person. And then of course, if you're better for yourself, you'll be better for the relationship. You'll be a better father, a better mother, a better whatever. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, you, you got to fix yourself. Everything starts with self. And and by recognizing that is when you have to recognize your triggers and recognize, you know, your mental health issues, mm-hmm. recognize how to cope when you have these triggers. You just have to know how to recognize all of that. And that's the only way that you can really fix yourself to start to heal. So it's all about mm. fixing yourself first. Wow. Everything's not yourself. Listen, <laughs> I would have had this, this, had this back be... in 1990. I would have been good. Oh, right. my goodness, man. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell right. you. It, it just goes back to just Michael Jackson's, one of his one of his most uh, this famous songs. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Mm-hmm. It's gonna make a right. change. <laughs> <laughs> my... I, you saw, I started singing before you even got yes. into it, bro. Rest, rest in peace, Michael Jackson. It's yes. just like, man, yo, that song is so powerful. And I mean, powerful. if you listen to it, it he, he's telling you to look at yourself, change your ways, stop mm-hmm. always looking out at the world and blaming this and making excuses. And no, you got to take accountability and responsibility for you and for who you are. And just to just to um, touch real quick on some of the celebrities, yeah, there are some out there who are using it for um, for attention. 
and it's okay. unfortunate. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's unfortunate that some of them like to use mental health as an as an attention seeker or attention getter. Um, and it's like, for real, stop it, because there are people out here who are truly just dealing with it. And they are really, it's hard for them, you know, and they feel as a celebrity, oh, I, I, I'm seemed as... I, I, I'm supposed to be able to get over stuff, but I thank God for the ones who are really coming out and being transparent. You know, the Simone Biles and then the um, mm -hmm. um, Osaka's, they are coming out and they're being honest. They're like, listen, I can't do this, man. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand. Y'all look applaud at me. Applaud them too human. for that. Mm -hmm. Yes, applaud them. It takes I mean, a lot any, to come out. Yes, yeah. yes. And for anyone else, mm -hmm. for anyone else but, to but step let me, back. But let, mm -hmm. let me ask Go you ahead. a question though, because you yeah. said you think some celebrities or just people in general mm -hmm. may mm -hmm. use mental health as mm -hmm. an attention seeker. Yes. Me personally, mm -hmm. when a person still is possibly using it just to get attention, I still think mm -hmm. that's a mental health issue. So to me, it's like, right. why would I go to the extreme just to get this attention and make all this stuff up? Bingo. Look at right. So when, when I hear mm. people say that, I always say, but that's still an issue, though. Like they may be right. thinking, but that's an issue within itself. Mm. Right, issue within the issue. Yeah. That's like in, that's like Inception, dog. Yeah, yeah. issue so, within yes. an issue. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Man. I'm a fake that I got raped, or I'm a fake that this happened to me, yeah. or I'm a fake that I tried to commit suicide. I'm a fake all of this. Yeah. Something really is wrong with me. So I need to yeah. fix that about myself because I'm sitting here lying about an issue that I say I have, but right. I'm really not going to do it. I'm just doing it because mm -hmm. I want you to get the reaction from you or reaction from somebody. Uh -huh. That's still a problem. So that Kia, still needs let to be me, addressed. Let me ask this question. What do, okay, how do we get them to admit, okay, yo, you do got a problem. Like if someone like we come up to them and say, yo, yo, you got a problem. That's a problem. They'd be like, no, no, I don't got no problem. How do, how do you counter, how do you counter that? Well, for me, I look at it like this because everybody's not going to be able to receive whatever information you're trying to give them. Everybody's right. not going to receive it. Right, so right. all you can do is just be honest, making sure it's coming from an honest heart. And you'd be like, look, this is what I see. This is what I you know, think may be an issue. You really need to get some help. I mean, you just have to just talk to people. Some people just mm -hmm. not. And I don't really think it's a trying to convince them. I don't really think it's that. It's just some people will accept it and some people won't. That's just what it is. And some right. people aren't ready to accept it because they're not there yet. You know, mm. so even mm, when it comes to like healing, I feel like there's a there's, there's stages to healing. You got the beginning stages when you acknowledge it, but you're not putting the work in. But then you mm -hmm. have towards the, the stage that I'm in. I know what, what my issues are. I mm -hmm. work on my issues. Mm -hmm. I seek help for my issues and I deal mm -hmm. with them. So I'm, at a, I'm on a whole different level when it comes to yeah. my healing. But you have yeah. some people still in the beginning to where they're either in denial or they're acknowledging it, but they don't know what to do. To, they don't know how to help themselves. Right. So wow. I think you just have to just be honest and hope that they will receive the information. And um, that's really all it is because some people just aren't ready. And if they're not ready to receive it, no matter what you tell them, no matter how you tell them, no matter how much you tell them that, that you love them, they're not going to receive. They're just not ready. Wow. So it's it's all about some people are ready and some people aren't. That's what's up. That's, that's what's that, up. that 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 is very true, Kia. And I think that goes with that level and with every other stage of mental mm -hmm. health. Yeah. I think that's wow. that can that stands true. Because mm -hmm. wow. I made a post the other day about dating somebody, um their healing journey being on the same level as mine. Like I know where I'm at. So for mm -hmm. me it'd be hard for me to really deal with somebody that's in the beginning stage that don't know how to figure it out. Like we can be friends, but mm -hmm. I don't think it can really go anywhere because I feel like one, it may bring me down or two, you can probably start building resentment towards me because I'm trying to push you to somewhere you're not ready for. Yeah. So I feel like even in, in, even in the dating process, I try to be very careful because we've all been through stuff. In the 40s, wow. we've all had some type of trauma. Something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. May yes. not be to the extreme of, you know, physical abuse, anything like that, but we've all had some type of trauma. Mm -hmm. So, for me, we have to somewhere be somewhat equal when it comes to that healing journey. Like, you have to be able to 
understand your feelings, understand how, know how to talk about your feelings, and seek help. Even if it's not a therapist, but somebody that you confide in that knows how to get you get your thoughts together. So yeah, no yeah, that's that's real big for me in my life. Even when I'm dating, like we got to be on the same healing journey. And and to talk about dating and 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 anybody that goes and and, and is trying to date our sister, you better be a strong dude. Mm-hmm. Got to be a strong dude because that that yeah, that's gonna have to be the, the paramount. You got to be on that same level. But yeah, um, wow. the key. I want to get to another topic if we can. Okay, if we can, I want to get to an interesting topic. You're gonna laugh now, now K Boog. You you're not gonna be um. You're not gonna be up on this topic. Oh Lord! Because <laughs> you you didn't you didn't watch the show. Oh, okay, I know what you're about to talk about. Go ahead. You didn't watch the show. I'm insecure. Yes. Issa toxic. Issa and Nathan. Because Nathan. But you know what? I was Team Nate, and let me tell you why. I like Nathan. I like I'm Nathan. Saying, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why, and, and I'm always I'm normally the team of the person of the of the underdog. That's just me anyway. But I feel like with Nate, he knew he had issues towards the right. end. He recognized his issues and he let her know, look, I'm trying to heal. Basically, we ain't on this. You, you affecting how I'm healing. Like, right. that's why there he we had go. to cut her off. Okay. There we go. Okay. That's where I was going. Mm-hmm. He had to cut her off because mm-hmm. he, she was affecting how he yeah. was coping, how he was healing. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was I thought that was important. He didn't. That was grown man. That was grown man. They, see, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm straight. I'm doing my grown man pose right now. Yeah, that was real. That was grown because man. he. I mean, he knew he couldn't go further with himself. He had to. He had to do what he had to do best for him. Mm-hmm. He know he wanted to be with Issa, but he mm-hmm. wanted to do what's best for himself because. But Issa was toxic because a lot oh, of stuff yeah. that happened, she could control. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way in the world I'm with my man. I see my ex and they had this confrontation. No, I'm going to stop that. Be like, no. Yeah, you cut that off. You I'm cut that off. Go ahead and check you real quick because yeah. it's no need for me, me and my new guy. What what, what are we arguing about? So I think yeah. she yeah. just, she wasn't honest enough with herself to where it's like, you tell this man you love him. Then you tell him you want to move slow. Then you mad because he don't tell you he love you back. And it's like you confusing somebody that's that's bipolar. <laughs> yeah, and and K Boogie, it was. I mean, I'm telling you, it's five seasons of must see TV for blackness in the 30s. I mean, wow. I mean, I think it's, it's it's great. It was great TV. I know guys. I, I mean, I know a lot of guys that actually enjoyed the show, and of course, some people was Team Lawrence, but. I get it. I just feel like also when you're when you're coming out of a long term relationship, mm-hmm. don't be so quick to get into another relationship. Definitely and not. Only because it's not fair <laughs> the other person that you've met and y'all start building this and it's all of a sudden you got all these feelings. It's like it's not fair to that person. That person didn't do anything wrong to you. They just loved you. And then now you change your mind. You want to go back. I would rather for you to just be single. And just feel your feelings, kind of deal with your emotions and all of that. Because throughout the whole series, we knew she still loved Lawrence. We knew that. All day, every <laughs> day, that. no matter who like, she saw. But, you, but she was doing stuff out of spite because he had made another baby. He got another girlfriend. And then he and then she felt like Nathan was the one. And it was just like too confusing when really she should have just been single. She should have just stayed single, did her thing, and that's it. Because it, it just wasn't fair. Because you see how Nathan pushed it back was like, no, nah, this ain't gonna work. <laughs> but but I I think that show it wraps up this episode yes. with all of its characters. It does mm-hmm. with every single one of them from mm-hmm. Tiffany to Derek to my main man Chad. I love some Chad. Mm-hmm. I love Chad. I love Chad. That's my boy. Um, to Kelly. Yeah, especially Kelly. Kelly is <laughs> Kelly off the chain to to Nate to Lawrence to of course Issa to every to mm-hmm. Molly Molly oh my gosh mm-hmm. to everybody everyone had some type of issue mm-hmm. and dealt with some way and some layer of yeah. something and I thought the writing was brilliant and it brought mm-hmm. out a lot 
it, you know, and one of my favorite episodes was when Molly, excuse me, when Tiffany was dealing with the postpartum. Yeah, that was, yeah, that, that, that I think I cried. That was <laughs> deep. Yeah, that was deep, because I wouldn't, I didn't expect it. I didn't yeah. expect it. I didn't either, because she's perfect. She has this perfect right. life. She has this perfect little husband. You know, they got, make good money, and she's, look, we're looking at her like she should be happy, but mm -hmm. she wasn't. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, yeah, that one was, that kind of hit home. I, I was, I kind of was emotional in that episode, too. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, what the world? I thought I was in the twilight zone, but <laughs> but you see where perfect little worlds mm -hmm. could be crumbled in the quote-unquote eyes of everyone else if you inject just the glimpse of mental health, yep. just something that something goes wrong with mental health, mm -hmm. and and then you get. But I love the rock support. Of those who were down with her, the ones that were down, getting on a public bus, looking for their friend, <laughs> you know, the but ones that know, were. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you you good? No, I was just gonna say, but you know, the person that always has the biggest smile, them ones has the most issues. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Person that has the biggest smile, because people always say, "You always look happy and smile," like. Yeah, but y'all don't know what I've been through. They had this, had this smile. <laughs> what my man, what my man say? What my man Smokey Robin say? Um, people say that I'm the life of the party because mm. I tell a joke or two. Um, you, you know, take a look, good look at my face. Mm -hmm. You see, my smile is out of place. Mm. You can tell the, the you know, tracks of my tears. Mm -hmm. um, tell you know, that is very true. Yeah, very true. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, listen, this has been a great, great discussion, great conversation. I believe this is something we definitely have to revisit mm -hmm. because they it birthed out a couple of other topics. <laughs> yeah, as it will probably do all the time. Yeah. That's, oh, that's well, yeah. great. <laughs> that's awesome. But just great points and just it's great to hear the transparency of all of us to be able to share with others because there are listeners who are going to listen to this and they're going to be like wow that's me wow I can identify mm -hmm. with that and that's what we want we want them to Definitely. be able to identify with it and be able to see and seek out and get help you know what I'm yes. saying because none of us are licensed none of us are licensed I mean none, he is, none. You, you you need to go get licensed but I mean <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> I mean for real but Man. I'm just saying it's like um yeah, we do. We just want because we care. We go through our lives and we want to share that. And, you know, that's just something that we just want to do. That. And that's what this platform is for, to help others, to encourage you, to enlighten you and also to, you know, give you some fun as well. But then also to just make you a better version of you, man. So that's yeah. what it's about. Definitely yeah. about. But um, oh, Doug. You know what time it is, man. Yes, please fix yourself. That's what we need to do. Fix yourself. See, yeah. That's what we need to get t-shirts. Fix yourself. <laughs> but oh dub, man. Yo, before we close, we definitely got to get your words of wisdom, man, and share something else with our crew as well. You know what? It's one of those things where I I really is trying to think of some enlightening words to say and just one of those things that something simple. Um, just be kind, be mindful, yeah. be real, be 100. Be, be kind, be mindful, be real, be 100. And I go ahead and add that one be intentional. intentional. Yeah. That's, That's one of those things. It's one of those. And the one thing that first one being kind costs you Nothing. free 99. Once again, right. it is free 99. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I think people lose sight of that. And I was an Aldi. I was going to Aldi um, and I'm, and I'm a shameless plug to Aldi. I just started <laughs> shopping at Aldi's um, okay. this last this last um, couple of weeks. And I've been going there like every week, every day. <laughs> <laughs> and the shopping cart at Aldi only costs a quarter. Mm -hmm. you know? right. and, I, and I take a quarter with me in my pocket in the shopping bag. And I was walking to Aldi 
and young um, young man saw me, and I walked with a slight limp. The young man saw me. He just said he he looked at me, shrugged his shoulder, and pushed his cart back and clicked it back. And this old man had hunchback. He was Marine. Um, he was a former Marine. Had his little Marine patch in the car. Had Vietnam vet on his car. He walked with a severe limp. He said, young man, if you want my cart, you can come get it. I'm just walking to my car. I'm like, oh, man, this is kindness. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, let me go walk to his car and get his cart. And he said, you can keep my quarter. I don't need it. And I thought that was the coolest thing. I said, and I just gave him the quarter out of my pocket. I said, I'm going to take your quarter. But here's the quarter I'm going to, I was going to put to get it. But I thought that was kind of him to say, you can keep my quarter. And it's just 25 cents. But it's not the quarter. It's the gesture. So just being kind is yeah. something simple as that. So yes, uh, there we go. Right. Wow. Yes, that's up. And then um, we also want to remind our listeners on Spotify. If you're listening to us on Spotify, Spotify, Spotify now has ratings. So rate please, us. Yeah, rate us, please. Rate us. Rate every. If you gotta go through every episode of rate, but just rate us, please. Let us know how we're doing. Trip then- ridiculous. Trip ridiculous. <laughs> 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 Yes, feedback my, is good. Yes, yes, it is very good, and definitely. And then my brother Old Dub, he's gonna give you the email address. Please just drop us an email. Let us know how we're doing. You know, if you have any future topics that you want us to talk about, anything, of course, welcome our queen, our sister Kia as well, and just man, just talk with us, engage with us, man. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you, and definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, definitely, and like, hey. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you, Kia. Thank you, K-Book, for a wonderful episode. And like K-Book said, if you have any topics, then like Kia said, feedback, feedback, feedback. If you have any topics you want to discuss, please send it to therealokpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, send it to therealokpodcast at gmail.com. This has been a wonderful episode, and we hope that if you have any issues, if you need to talk to someone, reach out to your spouse, reach out to your friends, reach out to your mentors, your pastor, your your community leaders, reach out to anyone. But if you also need to, reach out to us, and we'll get you to the right source. Thank you to our listeners. We appreciate you, and we hope to see you or hear you um, in our feedback, in our comments. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you and peace. Peace. Peace.